What's up, everyone? Welcome to our review of WandaVision, episode 6. It's the Halloween special that everyone talks about in those sitcom series, so... Yay! You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Anchor. This review will be spoilers, so whether you know there's a spoiler alert or maybe you just don't care because, you know, you a badass, you know, you could stay. Yeah, if you haven't seen it, go watch it, come back, or maybe you just don't care. But here we go. Spoilers for episode six. Uh, I'm just starting off, I'm here with John, and wow, a lot of stuff exposed, and man, what an episode. I... I loved it, uh, and uh, I, I really enjoyed the ending and some of the hints and Easter eggs we got. What about you, John? Yeah, I think that this show, in particular of all the Marvel content, is doing a really great job of each episode not only ratcheting up the intensity, but also balancing it with small reveals that like they answer some questions, but also raise more. So this entire time... I mean, there were a couple of assumptions that I had made earlier that I, I think were proven wrong this time. Um, but despite that, there's not really like any real resolution. It just keeps building that tension and more tension and more tension. So that way, by the end, it's just going to pay it all off. And I feel like it's 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 going somewhere great. I just I hope that it can continue paying off. Oh, I totally think it's going to pay off. Like where where it is going is obviously like the reports of people who said that it is going to be an insane ending. I definitely do think that because every week I become more interested and more interested and I can see how the plot thickens and there are a lot of subtle hints to things that are going to happen in the MCU like you know let's just go over this you know uh, let's just go over this monster it's so great the the when they're discussing that um, the cellular structure of Monica has changed mm-hmm. and you know people i've seen on the internet just screaming muted like that's how that's how everyone in the hex is probably going to become a mutant and the way i'm saying is very weird weird mutant 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 and uh you know we also get the whole you know the kind of subtle the subtle drops of hey there's this physicist i'm trying to meet on the hill let's go he's my guy that's got to be reed richards and that hex eh, well there's well, lots, maybe but continue well, well maybe it is reed richards maybe it's someone else that's what i've been seeing john you can tell me what you think but to see the hex expand farther i just think that's how we get the fantastic four that's how we're getting mutants is that all these people are going to get some sort of some sort of change in their cellular structure and just how quicksilver in this in this show is becoming kind of an informant when he's asking prodding questions it was really fantastic to just watch his scene with wanda you know kind of become like a little fact-finding thing and it's a it's also a really great moment between them and then it's instantly ruined when she like throws him into a haystack and goes out and becomes mama wanda and tries to save vision and i really enjoyed this tension throughout here and vision once again paul bettany stealing the show two episodes in a row loved it when he's getting torn apart it was so hard for me to watch because no one dislikes vision mm-hmm. he's such a likable character throughout the mcu and to watch him get torn apart and see the inside the strands his jarvis configuration it was really scary and you know even darcy saying help him help him and no one is there because if at the end of the day dick hayward the director's 
trying to get him killed it looks like i don't know like what what were your standout things from this episode john i didn't i mean i had hoped but i didn't expect them to uh reveal the kids powers right off the bat like they did um and even a part of me or a very small part of me didn't even think that uh pietro was who he said he was i didn't think he was going to actually be a quicksilver uh but the fact that they gave him powers like in the intro to the show i mean that already confirmed that right off the bat um but yeah uh i i would say that agnes was definitely another standout this episode um because i it felt like we were just watching everybody kind of um on in idle mode uh as they weren't near where all the action was inside like at the center of the hex so there wasn't as need for them as much of a need for them to be active but then we see her like literally on the outskirts of town and she still seemed aware enough of what's going on to television um uh a st- like uh, more information that i think he was looking for um so i i think that that was her just kind of putting on an act i don't think that she was affected by it at all because she was definitely more verbal than everybody else and much more uh acutely aware of what was happening than everyone else and i, I don't know man like it's, it's just like i said it, it answers some questions but raises more and it, and with every time we see agnes there's just more and more questions that end up getting raised i think that i totally think ralph is mephisto <laughs> i totally either ralph is mephisto something to do with agnes but we do have we do have this weird thing where i do believe we are going to get a red herring with dick hayward because they're saying like oh darcy's going through his files hacking him and she's like oh you dirty man you sneaky devil and all this other stuff along with dick hayward but i just don't think he's the big bad in this series i think we are going to get either someone from a parallel universe or someone who wants us wants to use the parallel universe who's in the hex whether it be rather rather than it be agnes or even pietro i don't like the comments that i see of people theorizing it just did feel weird with quicksilver it didn't feel right when he's asking her questions that he he might be the the part of the hex that is the bad character he might be mephisto you know, I, I know you kind of are pointing towards Agnes a little bit, that she is more coherent than the people on the outskirts. And I would agree that is something I've, I did not catch in the episode. But there's just, I, she might be an outside character, but she might be there to help Wanda rather than hurt her. And then other people are saying like, no, she totally, you know, she totally held the hand of Vision to the outskirts. So he'd, you know, make the leap, but... I don't know. I, this series still has a lot of questions to answer, which is one of the best parts, is that every week the ans- the questions get answers from the community and those answers are shot down. Mm-hmm. And the questions remain the same, which I think is genius. The this show is doing a great job of evolving without making it too complex for me. And yeah, I you know, going to this, I thought the plot of this episode was well well done i do think the acting in the real world has kind of taken a step back with monica jimmy darcy and dick i thought dick hayward was pretty good at his acting i still don't like his character because he is a dick but his motivations when he said you know you haven't been here for the past five years you don't know what it was like and for monica to say don't use that as an excuse it's a great excuse you would have every reason to want to kill people with superpowers after 
losing your loved ones for five years. You know what I mean? Yeah, they came back, but you know, Thanos is Thanos is one of those things that it, it's outerworldly, and you're surrounded by people who are outerworldly. You would be natural to be afraid, and I. I don't like Monica's response to is don't use that as an excuse. I just, I don't know. That's, that's my criticism of it, but I'm curious to hear yours. Well, and I kind of think that, um, that conflict that, that it sets up between, um, someone who's about to get powers, uh, slash already has them and has yet to discover them. And somebody like Hayward who has this, um, real like bitterness and almost hatred towards people with powers uh, I think that's going to set up uh, the kind of conflict they're looking for with with humans and mutants, um, because they've really I think that's the part that's going to be a struggle when they introduce it, because the mutants are all about I mean, like they were they were created to be a reflection of the civil rights movement and and all the controversy and just and discussion um, that were going on behind that. Um, and so when you th- think about that in like a modern day context, I mean, the closest thing that I could think of would be um, like apartheid. And if if there was talk about them casting John Carlos Pazito and Denzel Washington as Magneto and Professor X, and I think that would have been good. Yeah. Um, Right? Denzel Washington? Right? Wait, as as Magneto or? As Magneto. Yeah. Yo, Denzel as a villain would be sick. Right? I'll take Denzel. Yeah, totally. But I, I, I think that when you set up something like this, where there's an event that potentially Wanda causes that gives X amount of people in the world uh, superpowers, there's already an underlying, uh, um, uh, I can't think of the word, bias, I guess, um, that Hayward has kind of introduced for humans against powered people. Um, so this is, I think this is where we're going to start to see like the introduction of that whole conflict. Um and yeah, I, I think um, I think Vision and uh, Quicksilver, because uh, okay, so when Vision, when it was flashed to him with like the caved-in skull and, and he was dead, I thought that was what his he was actually um, like envisioned as. I didn't realize that that was just like um, like a flashback that Wanda was having of like P- PTSD. Um, but then when we see Quicksilver and the same thing with him with the bullet holes all over his body. Uh, that's not his that wasn't aaron taylor johnson's body so that can't have been the same person um like disguised as as this um, like animated person i would say it'd be very difficult to do that when you cast uh when you cast that character there i just i to bring in another actor to play as the dead one doesn't make any sense to me uh, obviously marvel could do it but from a casting perspective that'd be kind of that'd be kind of weird yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like, so for the fact that they showed that with somebody, like with a new actor in the role, I think just confirmed that that's it. That's in her mind, not uh, what what's in reality. So, oh, 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 I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so I think that more than anything, um, Vision and Quicksilver, especially, are reflections of Wanda's uh, dealing with her own trauma in her life. Um, I mean, because Vision doesn't remember anything before. He's given the memories that Wanda wants him to have to fill the body that she stole from Sword. And with Quicksilver, she's trying to test him to make sure that he's still her her actual brother. And he and you notice like he never actually answers the question that she asks him. So there's not really any confirmation that he is who he says he is. But he knows what 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 at least what Wanda knows 
um, about what she is personally dealing with. So I think if if he's like a reflection of herself, that's one thing. Or maybe he's a reflection of the villain who has that kind of insight and connection with Wanda to know enough about her grief and tragedy to be able to speak to that. Um, but I, I definitely don't think that he's from a, a another universe or... Um, I don't even know if that if that he's like well like a Westview resident that she just kind of put Pietro's identity into. Um, well, I think people that... theorize is that Mephisto is using something, or that is Mephisto kind of disguising himself as Pietro, and the mm-hmm. whole reason is that he's pushing Wanda to the edge so that she can create the multiverse. Well, the multiverse already exists; like it would just be about accessing it. Um, and, and I, I don't know. I, I think that when you look at what's going on in the series, everything that happens to her pushes, it seems like pushes some kind of underlying agenda. I mean, you think about, I I think Agnes is the one that instigates the majority of it because you look at, um, she's the one that like found the dead dog, um, whether or not she killed it, you know, you don't know, but that moment was, was supposed to ignite the kids, um, to age themselves up again, to become, basically more adept with their powers um and then when you have her at the outskirts of town this episode she's the one that kind of gives vision that push to go outside the barrier and by him doing so it makes wanda aware of what's happening she kind of loses control and expands the barrier to prove that she can she can push it as far as she wants um she's just containing it to a small town to uh, use the people in that to help cope with herself but by expanding it, that's that's pushing the boundaries into other other towns, other people, um, and showing the potential that it could reach the entire world, creating her own little like reality on this planet. Um, so, and, and the fact that the fact that she was aware enough of what's going on around her when she was talking to Vision, I think shows that she is um, she has an agenda, and whether or not she's the primary antagonist is one thing. But she's the one subtly pushing everybody in the direction that she wants. Um, because by the end, I mean, like I said, like the barrier expands, Vision gets saved, but Wanda, Wanda's pushing herself. She's growing and she's getting stronger and doing more to expand the hex. Well, speaking of that, when we're going into this, the visuals and some of the clues that they leave us, when the hex expands, the Westview sign does become like a 90s or 2000s sign. It becomes like a 1960s, 1950s sign. And then it expands out. It gets to the sword headquarters. And everyone becomes a bunch of clowns. The diner or or one of the buildings becomes like a diner, but it's very old style diner. You know, once again, like 60 years ago in the 60s or 50s. So I'm curious to see, like, with the hex expanded, do the parts that expanded out start from the beginning or does the whole scene start from the beginning? I'm curious because Wanda, I, it seems like Wanda's going to want to reset with this issue that she had with uh with this breach uh or you know with vision trying to escape so that's what brings up my point to look up that uh but going to the visual special effects this episode was great i thought it was fantastic uh did feel like the there was a little bit of lens flares at this at a couple of times but the production on this show is amazing It, it really is and i really like to look into more of the I want to look into more of the pay and how much they how much they spent on this project on this series because it is 
really well done, really, really well put together. And I didn't even say it in the beginning, which I should. So excuse me as I take a brief break, but directed by Matt Shockman, written by Peter Cameron, Mackenzie Dore. And, and we have the same people who are in it from last week into this week. And the kids growing up, the their special effects, like the effect of Quicksilver running around, it, it feels like it's not even a show. It feels like it's a movie. And I know we've discussed that before, but everything about this show is really well done. Even, even the woman who is moving the little ghost around, really, you get to see her, like, tear up. Like, she has a tear going down her face. That moment was dark that was really sad that really hit me in a different way and it's all just special effects the way they're shooting this the way they're doing this is it's fantastic and i really hope that this type of quality continues in the mcu i would be sad it would be sad for me to see this become the best thing that comes out on television for for marvel uh so i don't i I don't know oh is there anything visually that you saw that was really impressive anything from the cinematography well i do want to just say i i just looked it up and they spend up to 25 million per episode on this show on, on all the disney shows um that's a lot of money to put that in perspective the final season of game of thrones cost 15 million an episode and think about how that looked so that i mean i i think a lot of it is going towards um like uh the the cast especially um oh their pay yeah i mean because at this point like they've been through the mcu they're highly paid actors so i think a good chunk is probably going towards that but you're right like the subtle ways that they i mean it's not a ton of like overt special effects it's a lot of the subtle things that just build the tension and the the like ground the realism in the world um and i mean obviously it's a show about superpowers so like they have to be able to do a lot of things um so i i don't know man like it just it's it's seamless is how i'll describe the visual effects it just nothing really stands out um as like janky or wonky at all um (laughs) i i think it just they they've done such a good job with world building even though they skip decades almost every episode um they just they hone in on what is true about that era and really just nail it and it's just like immersive and how it feels i think i've described it like that before but um no, I, I I love how they how they do the hex and the the barrier itself, and just like that staticky, uh, box TV kind of kind of look to it. It's just it, oh, man. I don't know, man. Like I love the show. It's just everything about it is so unique, and different and creative. It just really feels like they put a lot of great people in charge of a show and said, you know what, no notes, just do your thing, and they really just like let them get weird with it and i think it's really paying off i'm curious to hear what you disliked about this episode and maybe you didn't dislike a lot of things but like i said my dis my displeasure with this episode comes from some of the acting in the outside world i did think it was a little subpar i didn't really like it that much i i find what's going on in the hex to be a little more interesting than what's going on in the outside you know, you know, Darcy saying like, I'm going to hack in and and me thinking, I didn't know Darcy was a hacker and she's able to get into sword files. I just believed maybe that would be a Jimmy Woo trait, perhaps as an FBI agent, you know, because Darcy, we get her as a physicist. Now she can do it all. I don't know. Maybe Monica can do it. It it did feel a little kind of like a freebie. Uh, I don't know why. But then again, 
it's a comic book you know type of story so i i am nitpicking a little bit there but i was a little unimpressed with that that she's able to find his stuff and go go through D- dick hayward's firewalls quite easily like uh a katana going through like a butt going through like a stick of butter that's the best way i can describe it i'm really good with this description here but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i would i would agree i think there were some things that seemed out of character at least from what we knew of these people um yeah like you said like she was a physicist she wasn't a hacker um I mean, like, obviously she knows technology, but I don't think she knew she knows it well enough to be able to hack into a, a large organization like S.W.O.R.D. And and the problem with having actors like like um, Monica Rambeau and Jimmy Woo and, and the people that play them are like they're not really like action actors. They're they're like character actors to a degree. And so when you have them like have fight scenes like they did this episode or do any kind of like physical um, actions, it can feel a little forced. Um, and I, I would I would say that was probably my biggest gripe with it is is like they do such a good job with character development and tension that when you have um, when you have a situation like that where it's it's more like action packed from people on the outside, it just didn't seem like it meshed well with who I knew those characters to be. Uh, and it just it felt very um, like distinctive and not in a good way. Yeah, it's mostly with characters on the outside. It's not one of the characters on the inside, right? And so, yeah. so yeah, I think we're both in agreement there. But that's a really tough thing to do because it does look like it. It the sword headquarters and all of that still looks like Thor one to me. And, yeah, and the acting kind of reminds me of Ant Man. It's very weird. It, mm-hmm. It's kind of jarring, but then again, it's its own style. It's Matt, it's Matt Shockman, it's Jack Schaefer, which she's doing a great job with this series so far. So, uh, I think she's done a fantastic job with the show running here. Uh, so, well, you know, we'll see as it continues. Uh, and I, I totally think Reed Richards is that guy who they were going to meet, and now he's going to be a mutant. He's going to be Fantastic Four, and maybe, who knows, Darcy becomes Invisible Woman. You know? No, oh my god could you imagine the internet would break yeah and, like horrible horribly i thought it was so funny when the hex like was expanding and she's like handcuffed she's like oh fudge yeah and it's just like i know what word you want to use they could have cut <laughs> it off oh. they could have but i think that implies too much for disney um oh I, that's a good point because little kids do watch this but you you could catch the fudge, but maybe the kids might hear it as fuck. I don't know. Yeah. And I, I think that Reed Richards is a is a good contestant for, for who, who the... Who do you think it's going to be? Because you don't sound convinced. I'm I'm not. I think that, the, that Reed is probably one of the astronauts that was caught up in the blip. Um, and that a mission that they go on is going to give them their powers. Um, but I, I don't know if... I mean maybe they're going to just dive right into it like they do with Spider-Man where they don't show his real origin story. Um, but I, I, I think, I think that would be too big of a character to set up in a, in a show like this. Um, I think they really, I don't know that that would do his character justice to just introduce him as like a throwaway on a, on a Disney plus TV show that not all of their viewers are actually watching. Um, 
I mean, because let's be real, like not all the MCU fans are watching this show. Um, I think they're kind of waiting to see if this is something that they want or not, but, and, and not all of them have Disney plus. So to limit the introduction of a character that big in a, on a streaming services TV show, I think, I think would upset a lot of people. Um, it makes, it makes sense, but I don't, I don't know that it fits for him. So you mentioned budget, $25,000 an episode. Million. 25 million. 25 million. You're right. Way, way more. 25 million an episode. That's an approximation. They probably spend a little bit more on certain episodes, a little bit less on other episodes. What if the reason is so high is because at the end, Reed Richards is like an A-list actor? I mean, they've said that there is a Mark Hamill level or like Luke Skywalker level cameo in the show. And I, I don't think it was Evan Peters. I think... I think it's probably going to end up being who plays Mephisto. Um, like I said, man, like I, I think... Who do you think, Tom Cruise? <laughs> no, but I, I think for them to introduce a character like like Reed Richards in a show like this, that it's not Wanda's show anymore. Then the attention becomes on somebody else. I think it's going to be a B-list comic book character. Um, the character Blue Marvel has gotten thrown around a lot, and he's an astrophysicist. Um that is closely tied with Captain Marvel, I, I think that's a better option um, for somebody that she knows, uh, that maybe she grew up with, that was in sword with her, uh, that also maybe has a connection to uh, uh, to Captain Marvel. Um, I, I don't know. I like I said, I think Reed's I think Reed fits fits the bill, but I don't think this is the right place to do it. I think you just have a character that is. Um, that is in the comics, that's a significant character in the comics, but maybe not a lot of fans are used to, so that it's not like a jarring cameo. It's just, oh, hey, I know that. This sets up a lot more for the future. Mark Strong as uh, Mephisto. Oh. Oh, I could see that. That'd be good. That would be good. I like that. See? You just gotta have a little faith, John. Just a, just give me a little bit of faith here, you know? They're saying there's Mark level, Mark Mark Hamill level type of Luke Skywalker cameo in here. I, I think it has has to be Reed Richards and I, or it has to be Mephisto and you saying that it might be a B-list villain I, no, you no, know, so I, Blue I, Marvel, Blue Marvel's not a villain. He's a hero. Oh, not Bill. No, I'm not talking about Blue Marvel. Okay. But instead of it being like Mephisto, it'll be like, no, I get that. It, I have, I have high hopes for this ending because this show is just going so well. This show is going so well. The things that I gripe about are just stupid style choices, really. Yeah. And, you know, I've seen way, way worse stuff that there's way worse stuff on television. Right now, this is the best thing you watch on TV, in my opinion. But then mm-hmm. again, I'm just a nerd. I don't know about you, but you got any final thoughts on this uh, most recent episode? We've got three more left. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I just, uh, I'm really excited about the tra- trajectory that it's on. I, like nice. I said, like, it keeps answering some questions, but raising more. And I'm, I'm curious to see what the, what the um, repercussions are going to be now that the hex has expanded and some of the characters we know are inside there. Um, I wonder who the uh, astrophysicist is going to be. Um, Vision obviously is going to be woken back up and it, it will he have memory of that. What's he going to react to when he, um, if you remember seeing the sword vehicles and everybody outside the barrier, um, I think the conflict is really going to come to a head 
next episode with Wanda. And I'm, I just keep looking forward to it. Yep. So do I. With three more episodes left. Can't wait for that season finale. But that'll be it for us, guys. Tune in. Uh, tune in for the next episode when we got this out. Tune in next week. And uh, we'll see you then. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Thank you.